Hey, um, hey everyone. Um, good intro so far. Um, this is Robert Jackson, and thank you for um, tuning in to the podcast. Um, on my end, it is raining and thunderstorms and all that good jazz, which we do need in Southern California. So I figured, why not just kill some time then to just do an episode? Because, um, yeah. Just to keep the ball rolling, um, today we have Francesca Calo joining us um, on my screen here. So thank you for joining me today. And yeah, I'm excited to have some fun here. So um, would you like to share, um, you know, just your little brief introduction, the bio, what you've been working on, what you've done, anything that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so hi everyone. I'm Francesca Callow. Uh, I'm an actor and uh, ADR director um, for lots of different projects, anime, uh, video games. I've worked on uh, Pokemon. Um, I've worked on. Oh my god! Now of course I'm blanking. Uh, uh, I play Stella Lucier in Gundam Seed Destiny. Um, I play Chang Lei in uh, season three of Kingdom anime. Uh, in terms of directing, I've uh, I was a co-director for the Kingdom anime uh, that recently came out, um, and a new project called uh, New Gods uh, Young Jim, which is uh, coming out in theaters July uh, July January twentieth. Um, and I've done some video games like Seven Nights Two. I played Chang Chun. Um, I play, I was in Wasteland Three as Celine Crow um and yeah more stuff coming up too <laughs> i think that about covers it nice so uh yeah let's get right to it um the first question is um since you were born and raised in new york city um like how would you describe your childhood was like growing up in the big apple um i loved it it was uh so it was it's the only thing i've known obviously so um when I was a kid, it was, I wasn't like intimidated by the city, which I think a lot of people can be intimidated by. Um, it's, it can be daunting for people who are coming in because there's so much happening all the time, but it was also great because like, you know, my weekends would be spent in like the movie theaters or going to Broadway shows, my birthdays, like every year, my parents, my parents are also in the industry. So I was like, surrounded by the film industry all the time um so for my birthdays we would always go to like a broadway show and i was always immersed in that culture or you know you would uh in school they would take us to trips to like the natural history museum or the met here and you would see all the art and stuff so it's very um exciting i think um being in the city the city is great um for those who like it, it's always, you always are like hustling and bustling, but there's also like a camaraderie that comes with being in that city that's amazing as well. Yeah, right on. So um, let me see. Um, since people, I usually ask this for people who are born in like New York and whatnot, um, but you've already kind of answered like going to shows or going to Broadway and stuff. What were some of the shows that kind of left it impression of like a big impact on you as a person oh and um, anything that drove you into like hey you know what maybe i could give performing a shot i want to be an actress 
Yeah, yeah. That's going to be um, my journey for the. I'm set for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, a big memory of mine was when we saw the Lion King. Um. When it kind of just came out, and like that was, I think, just um innovative in terms of like the costumes and like I had never seen. I mean, I have loved the lion king when i was a kid um but i had never seen a production like for example utilize the audience where they would have like animals walking down the aisles of the audience um and the costumes were amazing my very first one was beauty and the beast and i actually ran out of the theater because <laughs> i was kind of scared by like the transformation of the beast um recently one show that has like really inspired me was hades town uh which is just a beautifully done show all around the music um but I was never like uh I really like Shakespeare and those kind of things so seeing like free Shakespeare in the park at the public theater uh was always a highlight of the summer because I was never like I want to be a musical theater I was more classical theater like Shakespeare and um the classics like you were to see and all that so uh i would say the ones that had the most impact were probably like shakespeare in the park in terms of career and wanting to get into that um and realizing that i could get into that yeah nice so it was a, like a lot of these shows that you've talked about and it's like you know it just kind of moved you in a way that not a lot of other like mediums really did so that's kind of where i think that's kind of like you know when the whole like acting bug that's just kind of where it bit you and then it just never let go for you yeah yeah and it's like um like i said i was i was raised in the industry so i was also on like film sets and stuff a lot when i was a kid so i would see like the behind the scenes and it was like very cool to me to see all these things um and I actually got into acting because my father, who was a director, writer, producer, he also took acting classes just for his career. Um, and he noticed that I was like a very shy kid um, growing up that he wanted to break me of it. So he put me into acting classes because it forces you to be out of your body and stuff. And so that's when I kind of really fell in love with it and like continued on from there. Um but yeah, all going to the theater, going to these film sets and all of that, they definitely had a great impact on like me and my creative endeavors. Yeah. So how about, um, because I know that I actually found out that you studied with um, Adolf Shapiro and you've worked yes. in like Moscow, um, New York Stage of Film. So um how was your experience getting to be involved in those productions and especially studying with a well-known name like mr shapiro yeah oh it was amazing um so i did the moscow art theater which is a renowned theater company in obviously moscow um they used to have a program with harvard but they've since stopped but it was just it's so enlightening and they approach it in such a a different way than i think other people have they really it, you know, it was one of those things where we had like translators and they would come in. And I think that was the most fulfilled I've ever felt in a acting position. Just the conversations that you would have with them because they are such masters of their crafts. Um, the New York Stage of Film 
is amazing because they actually have a summer training program for young artists uh over um over the summer called powerhouse which i did it's at it's at my alma mater vassar college and basically you have a group of students uh who are staying there over the summer at vassar and they take classes they put on shows they do workshops um and in addition to that they're working side by side with professional actors professional filmmakers in development with new york stage and film so for example like hamilton did their first workshop um with new york stage and film for while they were in development so they were still developing hamilton and the students were able to go and see it while it was in its in development stage and they have it for writers and directors and actors and you can do those three different programs and it's amazing because they put you in contact with professional actors you can see people working behind the scenes you can see shows that are like heading to broadway um that are not quite there yet but they're still developing uh you can see their development process and that's like that's very amazing because you get to see the work as it's happening which is cool and then you get to see it hopefully when it gets to Broadway and see what's changed and things like that and say that you've been in the room, which is awesome. Mm, nice. Um, you know me, I just also like to um, go on like websites and research different like aspects or like different um, person, like different facets of what um, you know, actors have done. So you've, yeah. um, you've done movies like Ocean's Aid, Bear of Easttown on HBO, and just a bunch of other projects like on camera and, uh, you know, theater and um, all that good jazz. So out of all the, I mean, not just specifically for VO, but it could be for live action and TV. Um, um, so with the experience that you've had working on camera, like mm -hmm. you've done a lot of shows, productions, and you know, being working with all these amazing people. Um, would you say that it's something that you definitely enjoyed, or like since you made the transition into VO, um, mm -hmm. what do you personally prefer? Do you still prefer to do like the voiceover stuff, or mm -hmm. if you've if you still had offers to do like any on camera stuff, would you still do that like with theater? Because I know that COVID had definitely changed a lot of like it has changed so many things in the industry yeah. so if you had if you were still doing like broadway or just still doing on camera stuff would you go back to that yeah at least um, in the near future yeah yeah i love so i started off in theater um not musical theater but more straight theater and classical theater and then i moved into film and television um, and then voiceover. So voiceover was the last part of my journey. Uh, not last part, but part of it. Um, I personally love the theater and I love on camera and film. Um, so yeah, if the opportunity arose, absolutely, I would take it. And actually like I'm delving into the world of performance capture as well. And performance capture is amazing because it encompasses like everything it encompasses theater it encompasses film it encompasses voiceover which um i find really exciting uh so yeah i'm of the mind that uh nothing nothing is off the charts like i'm happy to do everything 
Um, and I think for me, at least if I stop learning or stop working in those areas, it's not as interesting to me. So I, I do want to continue. I love all aspects of the industry. I love being on screen. I love being um, on the stage and I love being behind the scenes as well. So anything that I can really get my hands in, I'll, I'll gladly accept. <laughs> yeah. So with all of that in mind, how did you actually stumble into VO? So uh, it was always, uh, I think, in my subconscious because I grew up, I think, like many people on like anime and like Toonami when it was airing like after school programs. So I think and I loved those mediums. So I think I always knew about it. And then um, when I was in college, I had a friend who was working with um, Erica Schroeder, who does a lot of a lot of Pokemon. She's like Evie Wobbuffet. She was Maya Valentine in Yu-Gi-Oh! and is an amazing person. Um, so my friend was coaching with her and had done her demo with her. And I had heard it and I was like, I've always wanted to do this. I was always interested in it. Can I, can you introduce me? Um, and she did. And so then I worked with Erica Schroeder for um, a while and became one of her um, students. And she introduced me to the world of voiceover and to studios here in New York. Um, and then since then, uh, have worked with various other studios here in New York and both here and in LA, excuse me. Um, so yeah, so I really just kind of started with her and then it kind of grew from there. And I met like directors through her and then, um, you know, just kept working on that industry. Cool. And um, would you say that the experience of doing theater and not camera, it helped, um, you carried those skills. Would you say that it was a smooth transition when you started doing voice acting? Yeah, well, because voice acting is acting still. So you need those yes. acting chops, right? Um, so theater and film, obviously really, theater I think it is where you get the best acting training because you are breaking down scenes, you learn how to um, approach scenes and you learn how to break down scripts and stuff like that. So. Uh, theater and film definitely help you for voiceover but you know like all of these mediums have different things to them like you won't you wouldn't do a theater performance for film just like you wouldn't do it for voiceover and voiceover can be intimate and then it can be pretty um, like cartoony and stuff like that too so it depends on the medium of what you're dealing with but uh, yeah like acting is acting is acting voice acting is the same thing you just gotta bring the same approaches to it. Totally. Um, and you've definitely done a few voiceover projects, like um, you were on Pokemon, you were on um, a lot of programs that, um, uh, some well-known projects like franchises that a lot of people are familiar with. And then you've also done some like uh, newer stuff, like. You've worked with clients for Disney, Nickelodeon, um, NYUV Pose, like Gundam Seed, and then the mm -hmm. video games like Wasteland 3. Um, I'm kind of curious, out of all of the projects that you've done, I know I kind of asked this from time to time no, on yeah. here, but um, any particular favorites that kind of stand out? Like, what are some of the yeah. standout roles or characters that you have done so far in your career? It could be yeah. VO, it could be like 
anything like on camera stuff, theater, just anything that just comes to mind. So standout roles, uh, Stella Lucier in Gundam Seed Destiny was one of my favorites um, because it was my first anime role, my first bigger anime role. Um, She is great in that she's very, you know, she's a girl that's been indoctrinated to be a soldier. Um, And so she has, uh, you know, these keywords that kind of get her into that soldier mode, into that fighting mode. So she has these dual kind of personalities, which I loved uh, being a part of. And um, being a part of Gundam in general was just like a dream come true because I had grown up watching Gundam and all of that and I knew of it. So that was like amazing. Um, In terms of on camera, like, memorable moments um oceans eight was like my first like really first time on like a sound stage as an actor and that was really cool because it was like a closed set which meant not nobody except for the crew and the actors were there um and it was like a very personal uh environment and it was just me working with sandra bullock and the director and it was just like uh eye-opening and one of those things where you're just like oh yeah this is why this is one of the things that I love about it (laughs) because like the soundstage was just so cool to be a part of um yeah there um in terms of video games uh Celine Crow was really fun for Wasteland 3 um I love Seven Nights 2 Chang Chun uh she's just she's a warrior but she's also like a romantic and you get to play with a lot of sides there and recently I did uh Ejin Ali, which is playing on Disney Plus in Malaysia right now and hopefully in the U.S. soon. And I play a character named Moon. And she's just like a spunky little girl and she like gets into like tons of mischief, which is super fun to play. Yeah. (laughs) So many characters that I love, but I guess those are the (laughs) standouts. Yeah, and then... uh you know, with your roles and um, everything that you've done. Um, and I guess that all kind of accumulated into like you starting to be, I mean, I know, I mean, I'm not sure if you started uh, becoming a director when it, when you made the transition to, into VO, because I know you've directed shows before um, and you've done other projects, miscellaneous projects. So do you enjoy the process of directing other actors? Um, from the years of like, you know, being an actor yourself, do you feel like directing others um, is a more fulfilling experience or do you prefer like being on the acting side? Like um, of just tra- of just um, adapting those skills that you took as an actor and then applying it as a director. Yeah, yeah I love both for different reasons. Um, I love being on the actor side. But the directing side is so fulfilling. So I actually just started directing really the past year or two, uh, mostly with NYAV Post uh, on some of their projects like Kingdom. Um, And it's so interesting to be on the other side because you really get a sense of what goes on through production. Um, You get a sense of, it's it's kind of like self-fulfillment in a way too as an actor, because you can be like, oh, I can hear that that doesn't that doesn't work right for this right now. Whatever the actor's doing, okay, what what's why doesn't it work? 
and then working through that kind of like troubleshooting and being and then translating it for the actor to be like oh you know the subtext is wrong um can you try it like this with this subtext etc um and that's really fulfilling and also guess just being a part of it from start to finish and seeing the progress of the show once it's done and working with tons of different people who have different acting styles and different ways to approach things it actually is like illuminating as a director and as an actor because you can you can see you know what works and what doesn't um how people are approaching things differently and then like you can kind of like use that in your acting techniques as well so it's really like a great learning process as a director um and it's also extremely technical it's different in acting from acting in that like you're looking, you're listening for what the actor's doing. You're also making sure I work with mostly ADR. So, um, or like anime projects specifically right now. Um, so you're looking to make sure that the sync works, that the mouth flaps are there, that like the engineer is um, able to move things and stuff like that. Or if the writing doesn't quite fit, you have to rewrite it to make it work. And it can be as like minuscule as like, oh, you know, the labials, don't look quite right like they're landing on a clenched teeth here but our word is open mouth so we need to change the script to match the mouth of the picture so it's very technical in that sense but it's also very rewarding in that sense too because you really feel like you are uh submerged in the creative process of that project and it's also like i said a great learning experience for actors i like i highly recommend actors do some form of production work because you really get a sense of what is behind the scenes what's going on behind the scenes you know there's so much that happens before the actor even gets into the booth um and it's like really helpful to just understand what you're what's going on and who people are and what they're dealing with before you step in right <laughs> um because Working and communicating with actors is very important, um, especially if you have a theater background, because you get to, yeah. you have a sense of um, what their styles are, what techniques they use. And um, uh, since you guys speak, uh, you know, <clears throat> since I know that those that have participated in, uh, that have a theatrical background, they get to tell and know, you know, they get to, uh, what's the right word? it's um okay i know it's a term that somebody used um when i was watching a um an interview and i just mm. my mind is just going away <laughs> no but it's like they have they speak each other's mind so it's like they yeah. just kind of communicate and they it just like you, you know clicks yeah. yeah you definitely get a build stronger like a, yeah yeah you do you build like a dictionary and i think yeah exactly acting yeah. like that's it really yeah acting like helped me in the director's chair because i knew what the actors were going through. So if something is not clicking or whatever, you build like a language between you two that you can share, definitely. That you're like, oh, okay, I know how to approach it different way. And like I said, act, different actors have different techniques. So a lot of it is like uh, catering to what they need as well. And the best way to translate that. Yeah, it's really cool. The relationship you build. <laughs> So when you were a kid, were there any shows that you watched that particularly stuck with you? Oh, gosh. Or just so, any media in general? Games? Anything? Yeah. Uh, well, games. I was yeah. a huge gamer as a kid. And I still am a huge gamer. 
but like Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time was like my first big video game. And that was like life changing. Um, shows, I was, like I said, I, I grew up on the Toonami front. So I was like really into the old school kind of anime. So like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I remember when I was like really young, I think I auditioned for like... <laughs> for like some Marvel thing that was going up. It was an open casting call, but it was for like Poison Ivy, I want to say. And I was like 10 years old and I was like, yeah, I want to audition because voice acting is so cool. Um, I obviously did not get it. Um, let's see. Um, so like, yeah, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Um, I was really into uh, Full Metal Alchemist. That was like, I think the show that really changed my perspective and in terms of anime and I think that was like subconsciously I don't think I knew it then but subconsciously I think that's where it kind of clicked that voiceovers could be a job um Full Metal Alchemist I think was like the changing point um yeah like Gundam Wing uh Inuyasha all the Trigun all those <laughs> all those older ones that are now getting like re reboots <laughs> those are the ones that I was interested in yeah um i think it's funny that you mentioned you want you let's see i think you said when you were 10 years when you were 10 you auditioned for poison ivy if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah. Uh, yeah i can kind of see you doing it now <laughs> Thanks. yeah yeah i was like oh an audition for a voiceover that's cool i want to do that and i was a 10 year old trying to be like poison ivy who was very like <laughs> very sexy and mature and all that and did not work <laughs> i kind of have to wonder if like if you tried auditioning for poison ivy somebody was walking in and they're like what are you doing <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> i don't even, i think i was like I don't even remember how I did it, but I distinctly remember, I think, holding a laptop to, like, to try and get the mic and just, like, whispering oh, the lines. And I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever. And I was literally just whispering these lines. <laughs> and it was I mean, not... <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I, don't, I can't even imagine looking back. I mean, I still... I can still find the like my older stuff that I've auditioned for, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know, yeah, even like, uh, yeah, same. <laughs> I have like oh. old old auditions, and I'm like, oh my god, no wonder, no wonder. I mean, you know what? I mean, at least I was. You can look back at them, and you're like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, Thank at god least you grew. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some where I'm just like how did I get this part? Right, yeah. Yeah, has yeah. that happened? I know it happens to you from time to time. Like, all the time. Like, literally all the time. Because, like, you got to think about it, too. Like, I was just talking to a friend about this. As a director, you really understand this, but you're competing with, like, 600 people, give or take. So, mm -hmm. like, any time that you book a job, it's amazing because you beat out more or less 600 people. So every time I'm like, how did I get this? But then I'm also like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for believing in me. Yeah, it's yeah. very humbling. 
Yeah, and Full Metal Alchemist was the turning point for so many people. Um, I remember like yeah. back when it was on Toonami, and I just, I mean, I was a kid at the time, but I just didn't really know like the impact that it had, yeah. like on like anime conventions and just pop culture yeah. in general. It was really huge at the time, I and now, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I think it was like Hellboy Bebop or like DBZ yeah. Sailor Moon that just really started. Like, and of course, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! That just kind of started yeah. like this whole anime boom. Of yeah. like, It started like in the late 90s, but FMA was kind of like one of those shows from the 2000s where it's like, you hear the name, you just cannot escape it. Yeah, now yeah. I think it's like My Hero Academia, then yeah. some recent anime that just came yeah, out. So yeah, yeah you were saying? Um, no, I remember like, so when Full Alchemist came out, that's when I started, I used to go to conventions as a kid and I would go to like the voiceover panels and stuff. <laughs> oh, those are a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, I would like listen to like Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham and like all of that. And like, um, yeah, uh, Caitlin Glass. And it was just like amazing to see because that was like the first time that I realized that there were actors behind it. <laughs> and like Full Alchemist, I think is such a special show because I think that was like the first show that I understood like the plot completely and like the plot is just beautifully done um the political drama the like espionage all of it they have such interesting characters it's great yeah I remember I went to a convention when you were talking about like uh how big it was and I remember so many was, cosplays I guess like a, a f so many cosplays and like a photo call I guess for like Full Metal Alchemist and like at the time uh that it was designated they had a photo call and there were like literally hundreds of people dressed up like you. and like accumulating in this one spot. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so wow. many. This is so big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, yeah. We could just talk about shows all day, but um, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, just geeking out about, you know, the stuff that we would watch as children and then it just yeah. kind of, I mean, it's really nice. It's really important to have those passions and then it just bleeds into your work. Like if people, yeah, it is a part yeah. of your personality. That's, um, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I think now it's even more so like we as kids, when we grew up, it was kind of like weird to go to these things, at least for my me. But now it's just like mainstream and it's like kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. How about, <laughs> Um, how about movies? Anyone that stood out to you? Oh my gosh, movies. So my parents were the kind of parents because they were in the film industry who would take me to movies all the time and like what let me watch like The Exorcist when I was like nine years old and I'm still scarred by it. Um, movies that stood out. I mean, I love older movies. So like some like it hot, um, which is hilarious. Uh, Goodfellas, I like The Godfather, um, oh, Lord yeah, of the Rings, yeah. yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy, Extended, Hobbit. thank you, Hobbit, uh, uh, it was okay, <laughs> Fair. It, didn't, it didn't have the same impact, I guess, as Lord of the Rings for me, um, let me think, other movies, uh, so many, I can't even, like, romance, romantic ones like uh Casablanca um Roman Holiday uh Almost Famous is a big one in our family um there's just so many I yeah <laughs> I have like a whole I like the whole Criterion collection I guess and everything that's come out in between <laughs>
Yeah. So fun facts. Um, you have a black belt in Taekwondo Yes. and you're very fluent in Spanish and Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm half Chinese, half Spanish. So um, I learned Spanish when I was in school and continued. And then um, Japanese, because of everything, I was just always interested in the culture itself. So I started taking Japanese in high school and then through college and then continue even now. Um, and then, yeah, I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. I started when I was in kindergarten and continue practicing since then. And I love it. It's great. <laughs> Right on, right on. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see. Are there any more questions I have? Um, I'm no, I think I'm pretty sure that's about it. Um, you can just um, like share anything that you're going to be working on, what we can expect to see for the future without breaking, breaking, you know, the NDAs, of course. And yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what I can say. Um, so yeah, one of the um, movies I co-directed, uh, not sorry, I was an assistant director on that, um, is New Gods, Yang Jian. Uh, that's coming out January 20th in theaters. It's through G Kids, so check it out. Um, let's see. I think that's really the only thing I can say right now. Projects are being recorded, um, but you are free to follow me on Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, those are the best ways to to keep up with what I'm up Yay, to. Yeah, plugging them socials. Yeah, gotta plug them. <laughs> Yeah. So any last words that you want to say to close out this nice Thank little you chat? so much. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate taking the time. And it's so fun chatting with you. Yeah, of course. Um, any last piece of advice that you have before? You know? uh, acting is acting is acting. Take classes. You're never too old to learn. Um, never rest on your laurels. And yeah, keep going. It's hard, but you can do it. <laughs> Yeah, what she said. Um, um, yeah, I'm not really good at outros, so I'll see you guys <laughs> later, and take care. Have a lovely rest of your afternoon, day, night, whichever time zone you're in, and yeah, stay tuned next time on Station Square. Ciao! Bye-bye. <laughs>